Hey, and welcome to the Get Richer Teacher podcast. My name is Ola, and I'll be your guide and mentor on your way to realizing your potential as an educator. If the title of the podcast is triggering, that's even better, because that means that I still have some work to do. My mission is to help teachers work independently and believe that they deserve more freedom and more money. As a teacher, you are allowed to work with your perfect students rather than some random people challenging how much you charge and asking why so much. If you're ready to become a richer teacher, build and scale an independent teaching business that can support your dreams and your lifestyle, then you're in the right place. The world knows that teachers are superheroes. Let's get paid what we're worth, shall we? Hey, 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 dear teacher. Welcome to another episode of Get Richer Teacher. I'm really excited that you're here again. I honestly appreciate so much your loyalty, your sharing of those episodes. It really brings me so much joy to be able to share my thoughts, my knowledge, but also to know that it's appreciated. Everybody likes to be appreciated, right? (laughs) So here we are. Uh, Before I start uh, today's topic, today's episode, I also wanted to remind you that this week on the 26th of January 2023, Thursday, 7pm UK time or 8pm Central European time, I am running a free masterclass. And the topic is how to get off the one-to-one teaching hamster wheel and run a serious teaching business. I know, an overwhelming (laughs) title, but it just literally is what's on the tin. So I thought, yeah, why not? I don't have to explain what it's about because the title will tell people what it's about. It's very much related to what we're talking about uh, today. So I'm hoping to kind of give you a taster. And I'm absolutely obsessed with the content of this masterclass. I actually, I said that out loud, I think already, but I think it's so good that I might be selling it uh, later. So if you're interested, if you're that teacher who is, uh, maybe you've already kind of established a one-to-one student base. Maybe, you know, like kind of the the freelance side of things. That's what we're going to talk about today. So maybe it will be easier for you to um, like kind of decide where you are on that business journey. Um, but you might be feeling stuck because you've got many students, but the money isn't really that great. So, and you also feel like you would have to work more in order to make more and it feels impossible. So that's exactly why I've created this training. So please do uh, join me so we can think about possible solutions on uh, helping you get off that hamster wheel. And uh, yeah, I know it's going to be super fun. So don't worry if you can't make it live. The recording will be available for about a week uh, to people who have signed up. And um, just wanted to say as well that I'll be launching the rocket Um, my course in that same evening. So there will be a mini pitch, but basically everybody knows what the rocket is. I'll just say, hey, doors are open. Um, So just wanted to to warn you, you don't have to say for that bit, I'll be emailing about it. Um, But anyways, that's what's happening. So let's start with today's topic. Why do I even want to talk to you about it? It's 
it's a very egoistical kind of reason. It's basically because I had a massive mad light bulb moment. So ever since I started my coaching business, I kind of realized that um, I was targeting with my messaging and with something that I wanted to achieve, which is helping teachers, right? Um, but I was only targeting one group. I was targeting the freelancers. And I'm going to talk to you about the difference between freelancers and um and the actual business owners, uh, and the difference is really significant. So basically, um, why does it matter? It matters because there is a certain group of people who are freelance language teachers, and they don't want to change that. They just want to be in that role. They perhaps, and I'm not saying that I haven't contributed to that, and I've, I've been super happy to contribute to that. Um, they just want to improve their conditions. So for example, introduce contracts or like raise their prices. But to be honest, I'm moving so much more towards helping business owners now and it's what lights me up and I, I feel like it was a long 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 uh, period before I realized that that's what I really want to do and I'm great at doing as well um, so yeah that doesn't mean that I won't be helping freelancers absolutely people people can still learn from the podcast from like past content but I'll definitely be talking less about how to be a successful freelancer I'll definitely be talking more about how to be a business owner. So basically, the difference is, if you haven't realized or need some clarification here, um, is that when you're a freelancer, you basically are at a mercy of the market. So you might have a niche, you might decide what you do for whom and be really clear about it. But still, your main source of income and work is trading your time for money. So you might want to decide that, or you maybe you've already decided that you want to teach 24 hour, 25 hours a week, let's say, um, and you just always look for opportunities to fill that schedule. If it's a bit less, you look for new students. If it's uh, if an opportunity arises and it's a bit more than that, you might also uh, accept that. But mainly, your schedule is teaching. And now, notice that I'm not only talking about one-to-one -one teaching, although I would say that in the language teaching world, I would say that that's the most common. If When people go freelance, they... Um, on one hand, they feel lost and they kind of don't know how to group people, but uh, it's just easier to find one-to-one -one clients. So you might be working in that kind of um, in 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 that kind of mode. And don't get me wrong, there is nothing, absolutely nothing, wrong about it and with it. So if you're happy being a freelancer and meeting different people, different students every day and teaching most of the time. Like, absolutely, there are probably things that you could improve that you're not happy about. So maybe you would want to have one uh, day of a week um, free for any kind of work like admin or like, you know, creating content for your Instagram or whatever else it is. But still, 
you kind of don't see the way out and you don't want to see the way out because it doesn't really bother you, right? That's totally fine. <laughs> you might also have tried or maybe you want to try um, some form of group um, settings where you teach students in groups. Uh, you may be running courses for them or just grouping your one-to-one students, um, whatever it is. But still, most of your income comes from you being present in those situations and teaching people life. This is it. And this is literally the definition of being a freelancer. And there are obviously lots of uh, benefits of, of uh, that kind of freelance work. Number one, as I said, it's it's quite easy compared to other modes of um, having a business mm, to find one-to-one students. That somebody could always recommend you. You could always say on your Instagram or your Insta- on your Instagram that you've got one uh, opening um, for a spot for a one-to-one student. You might just say, "Hey, I've got a group and it's and it's small, but you know, I'm running this course on an X Y Z topic, and people might be interested." Still, uh, so so it's not it's not too complicated. Another thing is that uh, the tech setup of this is easy as well. Even if you are an online uh, teacher, it usually what's required is Zoom or whatever other alternative, an email, and that's it. And maybe a contract. That's what I would always uh, encourage you to have. But that's basically it, right? You don't have to think about any more uh, complex structures in your and systems in your business, right? So that's what it that's that's what it is. But then there are also the downsides. The downsides are that, as I said, you are at the mercy of the market and the market's demand. So um, a lot of freelance teachers tell me oh, December is always so hard because people just cancel. They don't want to have lessons because they are too preoccupied with like Christmas, whatever busyness. It's a bit ridiculous that people get busy around Christmas on the 2nd of December. Mad, isn't it? But that's the reality. It, if you're in different parts of the world, it might be summer that is a little bit quiet and it's just hard for you to survive. Um, so... This, this might be hard. It's quite unpredictable. And you also, like, you rely on making money by being there. So whenever you get sick, whenever you want to go on holidays, if you hadn't planned it in advance, it's going to be super hard. And it's always going to feel like, okay, I don't have the money to be sick. So I might go to work sick or, like, open my computer. But we know that teaching um, life teaching is really exhausting. So it's not like you're not doing anything only because you're at home. Um, or um, people always say that, you know, I, I can't really afford to um, take much time off because, you know, I, I'm responsible for making the money. So, you know, it's like, and this is, I feel like, like, obviously this is not unique to being a teacher. I feel like this is very much related to the service-based uh, businesses who basically their, their, their income is reliant upon their time. So that's, that's what the tricky bit is. And obviously, there are, as I said, there are certain things that can always be improved. Like, for example, if you're struggling with 
um, like those times during the year, let's say December or the summer or whatever that is in your case, you can always plan it in advance. So for example, if you usually have an intake of students in September, you can always make a plan for, okay, what am I going to do or how am I going to collect payments so that I'm covered for those quieter months. That's that's a solution. You can also introduce one free day a week for yourself so you work on other things. Um, whatever it, that is, you can do things about it. But obviously, there are limitations to it. And let's, let's be honest about it. The thing that struck me is um, about being a freelancer is that I realized kind of in this, I would say like about a month ago. Yeah, uh, I had lots of lots of reflections around um, the last year and generally about my business. And I was doing lots of one-to-one work. It was coaching work. So it's it, there is definitely less prep. It's much more client um, kind of led. So if you are a language coach as well, I bet that's your case as well. So you might not be feeling... Um, exhausted by the constant need to plan by the way that's that's another point that I was uh, I wanted to make but I forgot that uh, as a freelancer you probably get tired because you have to plan you have to plan so much and if your niche uh, is not optimized and if you don't specialize in one thing you're probably preparing all sorts of a variety of different things weekly and it it must be exhausting so that's what it is right um, and as I said, just going back to my digression about my one-to-one experience, so I was running lots of one-to-one uh, programs and I just realized that um, not only did I have COVID and then really bad flu last year and it kind of struck me then that, oh my God, I am feeling like an employee. I'm feeling guilty that I'm sick. I shouldn't be feeling like that. So I realized, no, I don't, I can't rely on the time when I'm there to be able to make money. So there was there was this like kind of light bulb moment. Another thing was um, my son went to school uh, just last September 2022 and I realized, hey, I have literally always dreamt of being able to just be off when he's off school, when he's got holidays or half terms or whatever it is. It's like, I would obviously, I'm not that kind of person who would just completely cut themselves off, but I would want to have control over my time. So now it's kind of, yes, it it doesn't mean that I don't run any live programs. I do run my mastermind, but I've planned my breaks into my mastermind uh, so that I can be free when my son is free or when I want to actually go on holiday and it just works much more smoothly it would have been so much harder if my schedule was completely full of um, of like one-to-one classes because it would feel really hard to just reschedule or pause or do whatever else so that I could have that time off and another aspect was that I realized I have so much fun creating different offers, like creating a variety of different things for my um, clients. It was just insane how much joy I had from recording my courses, creating my ebooks. These are all the things I tasted last year, and I definitely want to go into that more. And um, the final realization was. Um, I know it might sound like, you know, you know, I'm not very much money driven, but um, 
there is something magical about um, the fact that you're not promoting something, you're not actively selling it, um, but you open your email and you see that somebody's bought something from your website and you've made money while doing nothing. Literally, there is something magical about it. So um, that's that's why I've decided to lean more towards being a, a business owner. So when you are a business owner, we're, we're approaching that category, you, rather than looking for opportunities, and by opportunities, I usually mean looking for students, um, because that's what it is, you make them for yourself. So you're not waiting for people to just find your website, find your profile and do whatever you, you experiment like as if there was no tomorrow, as if nothing, like as if the outcome didn't matter. I experimented daily in my business with content, with new offers, with new ideas, with things that I say on social media, with emails, with things like that. And it's fun. It's, it's honestly, I am a bit of a control freak and I like to have everything my way. And it, it literally is feeding that. It's like, oh my God, I decide what to do here. So it's not the client who comes, ah, oh, because, you know, it, 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 in the freelance world, it's a bit like, ah, oh, there hasn't been much, uh, like, you know, interest in my services recently. When you're a business owner, you never say those things. You say, oh, I'm going to pl- I'm going to sell this offer. If it doesn't, I'm going to sell something else and somebody will buy. So it literally is that feeling of having control. Um, and, uh, the aspect of being creative around your offers is, it, it just feels so freeing as well. I know it's scary as well, but it's like that, that kind of positive type of fear. I don't know if you can, if you can say that, uh, fear is negative or positive, but it definitely gives you a little bit of fear, like, oh, what if it doesn't work out? What if nobody buys it? There is always that risk. But when you're a business owner, you kind of know that that's, that risk is calculated into uh, being a business owner. So what I wanted to say is that being running a business, running an online business especially, is not for everybody. It's not for people who are easily discouraged. Although I also believe that you can practice and like kind of work on a muscle, that that resilience muscle that, that allows you to see, hey, it didn't work out. I'm going to try something else because it is a muscle. But um, it's not for everybody because there are certain people who... Um, just give up super easily. And sometimes it's because it's not the right time in their life. Sometimes it's because they're literally, like, you know, people sometimes say, oh, but I don't have time or I don't have the money or I don't have whatever, something. And, you know, it's like, however harsh it may sound, it usually is an excuse. What they are actually trying to say is it's not a priority at the moment. So like, for a long time in my life, having a business was not a priority. I always thought I would open something. It always felt like the right thing to do because I always felt quite entrepreneurial. But there wasn't, like honestly, when I was planning to have a baby, I wasn't thinking about opening a business. 
But that's me. For you, it might actually be the driving force because you might want to have your time back and like be more flexible around having a baby. So, you know, people's circumstances are very, very different. What I wanted to add here is that having a business allows you to actually do whatever you want, which comes with benefits and certain caveats. So the benefits, as I said, are the fact that you can have control, you make your own um, opportunities, you can sell whatever, whenever, and to whoever you want, and all that kind of stuff. The negative side of it is that it's very easy, actually, to convince yourself that there is nothing that makes you unique, that there is um, lots of people who are better at it. Uh, it's very easy to compare yourself because, you know, the world of online business nowadays is just massive. So it's easy to look at someone who, like, you know, has been doing it for 10 years and say, oh, no, I'll never get there. So, you know, the mindset work in being a business owner is much more crucial, I would say, than when you are a freelancer. Because when you're a freelancer, yes, there are mindset blocks such as, you know, when should I and how much should I raise my prices? Um, and it is hard. But at the end of the day, again, these are the only things that you struggle with. And then another thing is um, with when when you are a business owner, you also doubt every idea that you have because basically at school, we were taught to work within certain frames, within certain schemes. And I would say that it's very hard to think outside the box. Even if you, if you dare think outside the box, you constantly doubt whether it's good enough. So it takes a lot of balls to be able to present something to the world and just admit defeat sometimes. And an entrepreneur has to be um, ready for that. So I think that's it for today, my lovely people. I would absolutely love to see you in my masterclass on Thursday, um, the one about getting off the one-to-one -one, um, teaching hamster wheel. So you can probably guess that I am very much in favor of treating your business um, seriously when you're ready, if you're ready. If you think that you are on a one-to-one -one hamster wheel, chances are that you don't want to be a freelancer anymore. So you're, you're perfect. <laughs> you're perfect training material. <laughs> you're not material. You're all beautiful human beings. Um, so I really would love to see you there. Uh, let me know via Instagram or wherever else if you're planning to come and um, spread the word because I would love more teachers to find out about how to do it, how to do it for themselves, how, how to maximize the chance of making it and being successful in your business. So I'm going to be diving real deep into how to uh, start that transition from being a, a freelance one-to-one teacher or maybe even group teacher into a business owner. All right, see you there. It's not your fault that you don't know how to make good money as a teacher or how to market your teaching. Nobody's ever taught you, but I'm on a mission to change that. Teachers make the world a better place and they can be excellent at business. They just need direction. 
that's what I'm giving you here and on my YouTube channel under the same name. Make sure that you also follow me on Instagram at hola underscore coaches underscore teachers and check out my website www.olakowalska.com to see if any of my paid offers including my one-to-one -one coaching, my business foundation course The Rocket or my membership for teachers in business could be the right fit for you. I'll see you soon in the next episode.